Welcome to the Beyond Mom Podcast, the podcast for moms seeking connection to self while navigating the journey of motherhood. Get inspired with our practical tools, soulful conversations, and honest stories told by other women like you. From entrepreneurship to healthy living to style, Beyond Mom will spark you to live the thriving life you deserve. And now, join our host, Brandy Zinn, as she takes you Beyond Mom. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the On Air with Beyond Mom podcast. I'm so glad that you're spending your precious time here with me. Um, I know as a Beyond Mom what the biggest commodity is in in this world, and it's certainly your time. So glad you're tuning in to be inspired and um, open up to discussions about cultivating a sense of self and growth and direction in your life as a mom. I'm very happy to be here today with someone who I've been um, happily introduced to and so inspired by. Her name is Bex Baruki. Um, She is the founder of Bex Life and the Blissed in Wellness Movement. She's a mom of five, a TV host, a meditation guide, an author, a speaker, a birth doula, a fitness and yoga instructor, and a popular YouTuber. She's many, many, many things. She also just happens to be a really cool person to have a conversation with, which is why I asked her to be with us today. So hi, Bex. Hello. Thank you for having me. So glad you're here. Um, I I know that our listeners are just going to be really interested in all the things you have to say, because even our brief chats have been really inspiring and cool for me. So um, so let's dive in and um, share a little bit about what you do. So I... I think I'm most drawn right away to the simplicity of your message, Bex. Like the things that you share, I think, are the things that we somehow know, but we don't always know how to approach. And to me, it's this idea of, you know, even if you have a busy life, which most of us do these days, um, that you can also live a healthy and wholesome life. And for Beyond Moms, this is such an important message. And even more importantly, such a, an important message to give tools for. So I thought maybe you could just share a little bit of why, as a Beyond Mom, why someone who's juggling um, self-growth and a career and motherhood, why it's become so important to you to share this message and these tools. Sure. Well, first of all, I am not a person who juggles because (laughs) actually I do know how to juggle, but juggling is something that I try not to do with the big important things in my life, meaning that I don't hold a lot of balls up in the air at the same time. I'm really a step-by-step little things person. I'm not at all a big picture person. So I approach everything in my life um, as it is in the moment, uh, which is meditation, basically just contemplating on the present moment always and um, approaching everything with careful attention and all of my focus. And I feel like that's the way that I get everything done. Because if I was trying to do two things at once, I would undoubtedly fail because I'm just not that good at multitasking. That's a really good clarification. I know I uh, I tend to do a few too many things at once. And I think many of us do fail and find frustration in that. Absolutely. I mean, of course, we're going to find frustration because it's 
it's literally impossible for the mind to think two things at once or to do two things at once. What we're really doing is called task switching, not multitasking. So we're going back and forth and back and forth. And if you imagine our lives as being like all of these different responsibilities that we're holding, all these things that we have to do at the same time, and then switching back and forth, you know, it's split second rate between all of them. It's confusing. It's overwhelming. It's, it's tiresome. So I'd rather just say, this is the thing that I'm doing right now. I'm going to get it done, whether it's the laundry or writing a book and then do the next thing and then do the next thing. So would you say that it's better for, you know, let's use the example of the the mom who's writing a book? Yeah. <laughs> um, let's say, is, is it healthier for that woman to give 20 uninterrupted minutes to writing um, and then put it aside than it mm-hmm. is to sort of do two hours of that dicey back and forth? Absolutely. I mean, okay, I'll be really realistic right now. I'm gonna be really, really, really realistic. Um, my baby needs to nurse. I'm still nursing my little one, my 15 month old, and I have to write this book and I have a deadline. So there are times where I'm nursing the baby and writing the book. And these are the most painful times uh, through this whole process. But I recognize it as something that I'm just gonna have to suffer through. It's going to be over soon. And then I'll be able to move on. But I try to wake up a little bit earlier, dedicate a certain amount of time to writing. Then she wakes up so I can give her her full attention. My, my plan and my process aren't perfect. It's just um, me always striving towards that plan or that process that works better for me. So I know that I need to dedicate certain amounts of time to things, have a tight schedule. It doesn't always work. That's okay, too. I don't beat myself up. Good point. Good point. So it's funny, I've been talking, a lot of my interviews have been with people um, who have created what I call a platform. So it's um, mm-hmm. a place where we offer multiple ways of engaging with content. So, and many Beyond Moms I know are, are doing the same or working on the same. So I find it very interesting um, to talk to someone like yourself who's developed podcasts and TV shows and then quick and easy meditations and real life bite-sized information for people. Um, And I'm always curious about hearing that evolution of how you came to sharing um, content in that way and building your platform. And I'm sure that could be a very long answer. (laughs) It will be. (laughs) Whatever you feel is, is pertinent to share about that process, I think would be awesome. Sure. Well, my platform is called Beck's Life. It's my name and my life, and that's exactly what it's about. There wasn't a lot of planning that went into developing my platform. It was literally me sharing my story, my journey, my life with the people who I happen to be talking with online. And it grew into a business. It grew into something really huge. But it's always been about me just sharing what's working for me. So there's a lot of joy that goes into it. There's a lot of love that goes into it. There's not a lot of strategy or planning and all that good stuff that would probably be making me 10 times more money than I'm making now, but I'm good where I'm at. So that's what it is. It it was just about me sharing my story and what was working for me going through um, my journey through healing of uh, anxiety, depression, raising children, all of that. Interesting. That's great. Did you did you spend much time watching how other people built po- um, platforms that might have shared personal experiences or tools, or did you really just sort of go with your instinct? If I would have spent any amount of time watching how other people would have done it, I would have fallen into a pit of despair because everything that I was doing was so messy and so disjointed and so raw. But I think that that's 
where my appeal lies for my followers because it really is just me doing what I do, how I know how to do it. As the years progressed and I did see this turning into a business, I did study a little more. I did look at other people. I did gather some tips and tricks and all that good stuff because I wanted it to be the best platform that it could be. But I waited. Um, I did a, a lot of making content and very little looking at my analytics. And I think that's a good tip for everybody, honestly. That's actually a great tip for me. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's very interesting because we live in a world where, um, especially with social media and, and easy access to recording stuff and sharing it, there's such a deluge of information and ways of doing things. It can be very easy to get kind of distracted from the, what do I really feel passionate about sharing and being clear with that. And that bleeds into every single part of our lives. I mean, we're looking at our numbers on our blog or we're looking at the numbers on the scale or we're looking at the numbers at our paycheck. And, you know, it could, it, this whole comparison thing and competition thing, it's, it's really the undoing of all of our success. So we really have to focus on what brings us joy, what makes us feel good, what do we love to do? Those types of returns are more important. Yeah, I agree. Um, so you mentioned already that you're writing a book, and I want to say, uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know it's such a pro- it's such a love hate, um, and yeah. it really is like another another baby in so many ways, where you both love the process and are grateful for it, but sometimes you want to like you know strangle it a little bit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but congrats on it, anyhow. Thank it, you. it is an accomplishment. Um, so. Of course, I want you to have the chance to kind of share a little bit about about this book you're creating and, and why it's meaningful and this next step of what you're sharing with people. Sure. Well, the book is called You Have Four Minutes to Change Your Life, and it's based on my four-minute meditation videos that I've been putting out on YouTube for a couple of years now. It's all about the process of me healing from anxiety and depression, leaving an abusive relationship, um, coming from a poverty background into a life of great abundance. And it shares stories from my past and my life. And then it, it gives the reader 27 unique meditations that they can use in all areas of their life for gratitude and abundance, for loss and the pain of loss, for healing, for relationships, all the good stuff. I'm super excited to share my process with people. It has been the most <laughs> painful experience of my life writing this book. Um, but I love what Elizabeth Gilbert actually said. I was reading her book, Big Magic, uh, recently, and she was saying that your book isn't your baby. Your baby's your baby, and your book is, is something that you can give to the world and allow it to be criticized and let go, and you know you can mess up on it and just make another one if you, know, you didn't do a good job on the first one. And when I looked at uh, my book with that approach, it, it created a lot of freedom and space for me to just really say what I wanted to say and not try to make it perfect. Because if you criticize my baby, I might have to punch you in the face. That might have to happen. <laughs> right. Well, it creates a little bit of like a, di- um, a distance and a little mm-hmm. bit of like a slightly less ego involved where it's like a thing right. as opposed to your, your actual baby. I like that. <laughs> yeah. um, speaking of babies. Sure. <laughs> so you're a mom of five. Um, and I think that's I mean to me personally, of course, as a mom creating a platform as well. Um, I think it's fascinating um, to weave these parts of your life together. And yet one of the things that I think is really kind of cool about your message is that 
it's really not about the mom part. It's really about like the bigger picture of your life part. And I'm curious if you can talk a little bit about your philosophy and kind of separating these parts of your life and and um, and sort of how that sort of shaped your brand. Because I remember when we when we had our chat before this, you had some really insightful things about um, kind of how you view your sense of self and your work and and your sort of family centered view of how it all pieces together. And um, I know it made an impact on me. So sure. Well, good or bad, uh, good or bad. um, I have not been able to separate any parts of my life. It's really all, you know, one big jumbled fun mess. However, I've never identified myself as a mommy blogger. And I certainly don't identify myself as just a mom. I was a teen mom. So I became a mom before I was a woman. I've always been a mom. I don't know anything different. So it informs every single part of my life. However, I think when I speak about myself, I'm able to speak about my core values, who I am as a person inside, how I was divinely created, who, what my purpose is outside of just raising other human people. Because as I'm learning now with my 18-year-old going off to college in just a few months, <laughs> it's like my heart is breaking, my life is going to go on without them. Their lives are going to go on without me. And that is totally okay. And I need to have an identity that's very, very solid and a purpose that I'm working towards after they leave me. So I talk about my kids a lot in my work, um, but my message is universal. Everyone has their stuff. Everyone has their struggle and everyone has, um, you know, obstacles and blessings that they can draw on to grow as people. And I don't think that I have any unique advantage or insight into the world because I have children. It's just different um, than yours. Yeah, no, and I, I've, I've found a similar reality, which is that so many of the lessons that I I talk about or things I write about are are really quite universal messages. It's just Mm -hmm. that it can be kind of honed in and tailored for the parenthood experience and vice versa. I mean, I think some of the, you know, like aha moments I've had as a mom can be applied to anybody because they're really about mindfulness and patience and breathing and all the things that come into play. Um, I think it's I think it's really important to to both simultaneously see how it all fits together and then in moments sort of break it apart. Right. Like I don't know who I am outside of being a mom because I've always been a mom. I was a child and then I was a mom. That's it. And so everything that I say is going to be through the the lens or the voice of someone who has raised children. However, I don't feel that I'm elevated in any way. And I've seen that. I've seen that, you know, around some other mommy bloggers that say, you know, you don't know love until you know the love of a child. No, you know love. You just know a different love. And um, so any way that I'm unique or special is the same way that anyone else is unique or special. We're all equally unique and special and not special in, in the same way. So if that makes any sense, I'd like to offer that to your listeners. I think it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> a lot of sense. Um, and I think we're always always digesting and contemplating our identity in relation to what we create in the world and um, what we are as, as mothers, especially, I mean, we can have in one instant an idea of where our day is going and you've got one kid who needs you or who's sick. And Mm -hmm. like that whole day is just white clean, (laughs) Um, (laughs) you know? And so the question of, you know, where are the, where are you? What are you on a given day is constantly kind of in flux. Yes. Um, but yeah. You no, know, I love that idea of saying that it's in flux because 
we so strongly want to identify with a thing, you know, we want to be this thing. And then we find ourselves constantly struggling to be that thing at all times. And that's just not the way life works. You know, yesterday I had a big plan of, I had nothing on my calendar and I'm writing today. And then in the morning, my son got sick at school and it became a day of rides and doctor visits. And that's okay because that day I was just a mom and that was awesome. And today I'm on a podcast and I'm a writer and I'm a mom. So it changes. You have to be able to move with the ebb and flow of life and um, forgive yourself, forgive other people, forgive your situations, and then embrace all of those things at the same time. Um, you know, it, right on subject here, you know, any woman that knows that when she has a family and runs a business, you know, we, we can't do it all. Like we say, it's in mm-hmm. flux. Um, and I think we start to learn over time, you know, what are the things that you refuse, you know, or non-negotiable parts of your life and what are the things that can go and then become less important? What are your, what are some of your non-negotiables? It's so funny because this is actually my year of no. 2016 is my big year of no because 2000 and I would say 12 through 15 were all years of yes, where I was saying yes to every opportunity. And then I discovered that a lot of saying yes was about me having fear about missing out or missing an opportunity or not belonging to something big. So I'm good with myself now. I'm going to say a lot of no. Things that are non-negotiable in my life, I think there's only one. Um, that if it doesn't bring me joy, then it's just not going to happen. And along with that joy comes a lot of responsibility, a lot, a lot of drudgery, you know, a lot of, you know, giving kids rides to, to sports that I don't play, but seeing them play them brings me joy. Um, a lot of work, but making money and being able to provide for my family brings me joy. So the, the ends justify the means in that regard, but it's always toward joy. I'm always moving towards joy. So it's not a long list of particular things. I did say in my um, my New Year ceremony where I wrote down on a piece of paper what I released and I threw it into the fire. I, one of them was that I'm not going to participate in any BS telesummits this year. <laughs> so that was a big one. <laughs> Only- <laughs> so, I mean, I do a lot of them and I do a lot of them for my friends, but some of them just, no. And I threw that into the fire. Um, I'm going to release my my need to compare myself to other people. Um, but other than that, I'm just, you know, I'm winging it from day to day. I'm just moving towards joy. I love that. Um, so I know you share, uh, your meditations. That's a big part of what you do. If you were sitting down, let's just say with a, a bunch of listeners who are beyond moms, who are juggling mom life and entrepreneurship and building something that they're passionate about, um, is there like a short sort of New Year's meditation that you would you would give? My favorite New Year's meditation mantra is this moment is mine to make brand new. And you can expand on it that no matter where I've been, no matter what I've done, no matter who I've been or what's happened to me, it does not define who I am. This moment is mine to to make brand new. So I try to approach every day with that. It's kind of, I mean, it's cliche because it's true. You know, every day is a new beginning and you, you are definitely informed by your past and what you've learned, but start fresh. You yelled at your kids, take a pause. And that's what meditation is. It's just a pause in your day to contemplate, to breathe, to be with yourself, to say you're worthy of taking a little bit of time to pay attention to. So you take that pause and you move on. And that's all you can do. That's what meditation is. So that's my four-minute meditation method is pause, move on, pause, move on. Some days need 17 pauses. Some just need one in the beginning. But it's just coming back to self constantly and reassessing, you know, what's really happening in this moment. What am I really afraid of? 
Um, am I safe? Is it safe to move on? Usually the answer is totally. Yes. Move on. Good one. Good one. (laughs) So tell us, Bex, where we can find you, follow you, um, and participate more um, with everything that you're doing. You can find me at BexLife.com. That's B-E-X Life. Oops, I just hit my plate of <laughs> my plate of eggs that my husband delivered for me. Thank you. Um, BexLife.com and at BexLife everywhere on social media. I am extremely active. It is always me speaking, and I love hearing from people, and I love talking to you. Awesome, awesome. Well, Bex, thank you so much. We're not going to take much more time out of your your writing day because we know (laughs) how important it is to actually grab one of those. Um, But I'm really excited that we got to grab at some of your very practical, very real insight um, for women like me, like us, who are are doing that very interesting dance of um, self-growth and paying attention to the who am I in the midst of the motherhood experience. So thank you, Bex, and I'm excited for everyone to engage with you more. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This was such a pleasure. Pleasure. Awesome. Everyone, thank you again for your time, and um, mostly thank yourself because taking time out um, or even opening up your ears while you're doing something else to listen to discussions like this are just part of the process of growth. Um, So I wish you all the best and have a great day.